move. So uh, I, I know it wasn't the best last Sunday, but it was, um, I did not want to go to the office just in case uh, we had something. And memory and Abby, we all tested negative. So life's good. We're all okay. And I took round one of the, of the uh, vaccine Wednesday. You done your Tuesday? Your arm, can you feel your arm now? <laughs> Finally. It's like somebody drop kicked me in the arm the next day so i'll take round two sometime in february but we're all good everybody's healthy everybody's good and i'm I'm looking forward to what lord has in store for 2021 um that's what i was telling maria the other night i said it's like everybody thought that uh at midnight on december 31st that this whole uh covid and everything just go away and it's just gonna be over with but it don't work that way but it'll be a better year it's gonna be a good year i'm 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 anxious and looking forward to it. If you've got your Bibles turned over, uh, if you will, turn over to Jeremiah 17. Jeremiah 17. Um, been studying this week on some, some different things, and um, I, I was looking at addresses, and that's one of the things that, um, as, a, as a 911 dispatcher, when I dispatched, one of the things that I did, and that they still do, that they have not taken out, is they would answer the phone, and they'd say, 911, what's the address of your emergency? Still do it. To this day, they still do it. We wanted to know, right off the bat, where are you calling from? Where's the address of the emergency? 911, what's the address of the emergency? Because if, if I called from my house and said the, the church is on fire, well, guess what? They'd be sending Cove Creek Fire Department to my house instead of sending Frank Fire Department to the church. So we'd always ask, where's the emergency? Got to know. And then in fire service, something that we do during October, I love October, Fire Prevention Month. That's one of my favorite times. I love being able to take the trucks out and being with kids and just getting to talk to kids about uh, fire prevention, fire safety, how to prevent fires, you know, don't touch the hot pots, and how to get low and go and all the good stuff. But one of the things that we really stress, know your address. Know your address. We want to we encourage the teachers to work with these children at a young age, even, even at Ethan's age. Start teaching them what's your address, what's your address. Teach them where they live. So that way if they do have to call 911 or they, they need help, at least they'll know where they're at. They can send help to that address. Well, if I'm to ask you this morning, what's your address? Some of you guys have a big picture kind of mind. And you're going to say, I live in America. Good for you. Me too. Well, some of y'all have a big picture kind of mind, but you think a little bit smaller, and you're going to say, well, I live in North Carolina, and that's great. I do, too. Well, some of y'all are more uh, geared towards the obvious when somebody says, where do you live? And you're going to say, well, I live in Newland, or I live in Cross North, or I live in Vilas, or I live in, but don't say Boone, whatever you do. I don't claim it. (laughs) I live in Vilas. But then some of y'all are going to get very detailed, and you're going to say, well, I live at 128 Jacks Road, or I live at 1700 Squirrel Creek Road, or wherever. That's the only two I can think of off the top of my head. So we get very specific. So in our minds, physically, we know where we live. Physically, we know our address. Well, this morning, my question to you is, do you know where you're at spiritually? Do you know your spiritual address? Do you know... Do you know, the Bible tells us that we have two places that we know that we're going to go. And they are as different as night and day. We need to know where we're at spiritually. Now, 
I was thinking about this last night. <laughs> Have you ever worked really hard one day and you, just, you put in 10, 12 hours and he's going home and you showed up at your own house? You ever, anybody ever done that? I've worked a couple night shifts at the police department where I didn't know where I was going when I left that place. Think about that. Did you know where you was going? Did you know the address you was going to? Yeah, we're all tired. We're all wore out sometimes, but do we know where we're going? Now, like I said, the Bible tells us there's two addresses, and they're so different, but they're easy to tell apart. We got heaven. We know about heaven. We got hell. We know about hell. So it's not hard to mix those up. Or it is hard to mix those up. I'm sorry. It's really hard to mix those up because they're so different. It seems strange that sometimes, although it's easy to tell them apart, a lot of people can get these things mixed up, and a lot of times people have the wrong address. And this morning, we're going to read some scripture over here in, in Jeremiah to help remind us of our address and what the wrong address looks like. We're really going to focus on the wrong address today. That's what we're really going to focus on. If you've got your Bibles open, stand with me just a moment. Jeremiah 17 <clears throat> Two verses, five and six. Y'all know these. Verse five says, Thus saith the Lord, Cursed be the man that trusteth in man, and maketh flesh his arm, and whose heart departeth from the Lord. For he shall be like the heath in the desert, and shall not see when good cometh, but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness, in a salt land, and not inhabited let's pray father this morning as a lord it's just good to be back in your house god we thank you for uh, your safety lord we thank you for protecting the families uh, lord we just ask that you continue to protect avery county god protect this great nation that we live in and father we just ask for guidance today god as we break open your word and and we look at lord something that's it's eternally important that we know where our address is and Lord, I pray that you just open up hearts this morning and open up minds. And if there'd be those that are watching online, Father, I pray that they would really focus on this today. Put aside any worldly things that might be going on in their house and listen. Listen to your word and listen to that still small voice as it speaks to them. God, I pray for conviction on the hearts of those that are listening or are here, Lord, and they're, they're lost. They, they don't know where their address is. They don't know where home is going to be for them eternally. Lord, I pray today they would have a better understanding and, and have that everlasting knowledge of salvation. God, we love you. Thank you again for the great week that you've given us. Looking forward to what you're going to do for this church in 2021 and for your church in 2021. You've been good to us. Lord, thank you. We love you and we praise you. In your son's name we pray. Amen. All right, you can have a seat. So we're going to look at six different things. Brief. They're all brief. Don't, don't anybody... Don't everybody start looking at their watch, all right? It, it's six, but the brief, six points this morning. So the first thing we're going to look at this morning is at the wrong address. We're more concerned about what others think than what God thinks. We're all like that in our workplaces or at school. We're more concerned about what one group of people think about us and not what the other person thinks about us. Well, at the wrong address, we're more concerned about what others think than what God thinks. And that's extremely dangerous. Verse 5 again, it says, Cursed be the man that trusteth in man. 
boy, there's, there's trouble. When you trust man, when you trust mankind, we tend to get in trouble. Some Sunday mornings in these churches, the invitation is given. Preacher gets up, he's preached his heart out. He's drained. He has given it all that he could give. The Lord has laid it on his heart. Somebody is lost. Somebody needs help. He has laid it out on the line, not sugar-coated. He gives an invitation to come to the altar, get things right with God, and not a person moves. Do you know why? Because a person that's been convicted can't move because they're afraid of what others are going to think about them. They're afraid if they come up here and they get on their face and they cry out to God to ask for forgiveness, to ask for guidance, to ask for salvation, whatever it might be, they're afraid of what so-and-so in these pews might say about them. Oh, did you see them go up there? Oh, they're crying, they're bawling. I wonder what they've done this time. They're afraid of that. There's too many people afraid of what so-and-so is going to say or what might be taken outside the church walls. They're scared to death of the rumors that might start because they've broken down at the altar and they've given it all to God. They're more concerned about what man thinks than what God thinks. And that is dangerous. We are sitting and we're living in unrepented sin because of we're afraid of what others might think. Don't you dare worry about what others might think. I don't care what others think. All I care about is pleasing God. And if it's laid on your heart that you need to come to an altar and you need to repent, or if you just need to give up, get up and give your testimony, and that's what the Lord's laid on your heart, you do it, and don't you worry about a thing that anybody has to say. You send them to me. I'll take them out back. I don't care. I'll wear them out for you. I don't care. People who live at the wrong address worry about those things. Don't. Don't worry about those things. Someone might invite you to, to lunch one Sunday. 12 o'clock, be here, sharp. 12 o'clock, we want to eat. 12 o'clock on the dot. We're never late. We always eat at 12 o'clock. Well, you could say, well, we got church, and that preacher's long-winded, and we might not get out to 12, so we'll be a little bit late. But instead, you say, okay, we'll be there. So instead of just slipping out of church early, just don't go at all because you don't want to offend that person that invited you. That's when you put your personal priorities above your spiritual priorities. That is dangerous. People who live at the wrong address let their personal matters get in the way of their spiritual matters. We can't do that. And then there's those preachers out there who can't preach about certain subjects. I'm going to step on your toes. Don't curl them up. Just brace yourself. There's churches out there that their congregation has told that preacher, you can't preach certain things anymore. We want everybody welcome to the church. So sugarcoat it for me. Keep it, keep it low key. They won't let the preachers grab a hold of the Word of God anymore. They can't preach hell hot no more. They can't preach sin bad no more. Oh, heaven forbid they preach abortion is wrong anymore. Heaven forbid that they preach homosexuality an abomination anymore. That's the way the churches are. Well, I'm here to tell you, like it or lump it, I'm preaching it. But I'll go along with you on this one too and tell you that heaven's pretty sweet. 
God loves you. Jesus died for you. And heaven is for real. I'll tell you that. I'm not afraid of it. I'm not going to tiptoe about around what man has to say. I'm going to tell you what the Bible says. And I'm going to stand on it. And I'm going to back it up with the Scripture. i got Scripture for you here after a while. I'll back it up with Scripture. It's not something I'm making up. All right? It is what has been inspired and written down by God and through God. So I'm going to stick with it. As long as I'm able to preach it. As long as I'm able to stand right here behind this pulpit. Christ is crucified. He's resurrected. He loves you a lot. I'm going to keep preaching that. Number two, at the wrong address, God is only called on as a last resort. Just a last resort. Verse 5 keeps going. It says, Maketh flesh his arm, and whose heart departeth from the Lord. There are people who think they can fix their problems whenever they cross their paths. Whenever a problem comes up, I've got this. I'll handle this. Brace yourself for this one. I got news for you. You can't. You can't handle it. You're going to mess it up. I'll promise you that. You can't handle it. God can handle it. God will take care of it. Proverbs 3 6 tells us, In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. But you've got to acknowledge him. That's that, that part. That's that tricky part. It says, In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. If you don't start trusting your problems to God, you're going to learn the hard way that you can't fix anything. You're going to get hurt. You're going to get burnt. You're going to get discouraged. You're going to get worn out. You're going to give up because you ain't trusted him. Think of it this way. If an airplane full of atheists is going down, guess who they're going to call out to? God. They're going to call. It's a last resort, ain't it? He's a last resort. They fought their whole life tooth and nail to say there is no God, but that plane is going down, and guess who they're crying out to? God. And those that don't cry out to him whenever it hits the ground, they'll be, they'll be confessing him because they're going to meet him. I've told you all where I sit on a plane, right? I always sit at the back of the plane because I've never seen a plane crash uh, backwards into a mountain. I'm just throwing that at the, as a travel person. I'll just tell you all, it's a good place to sit. Planes don't crash backwards in the mountains. So sit, I always sit in the back. Just, I'll throw that in there for you all. Philippians 2.10 says that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. At the wrong address, you only call on God when everything has failed you. When you fail yourself, when you realize, finally, you finally realize, I can't save myself, who do we cry out to? God, Lord, save me. He's a last resort. He should have been the first resort. He sh you should have found out really quick, I can't do it myself. I need him. I can't work my way into heaven. I need him. I can't pay enough tithes. I need him. I can't love enough, I need him. I can't do enough, I need him. He's a last resort, though, to a lot of people. The Bible tells us in Romans 10, 13, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Call upon the name of the Lord, and you're saved. It's, it's pretty simple stuff. Number three, 
at the wrong address, you end up in the wrong places. Oh, brace yourself for this one. It's bad. Verse 6 says, For he shall be like the heath in the desert. Talk about the wrong place. A bush in the desert. That don't happen. There are no bushes in the desert. The desert's nothing but sand. The Bible says, For he shall be like the heath in the desert. We've all heard people say, I know I shouldn't have gone there. I know I shouldn't have been there. We, we hear it. Something bad has happened. They've, they've gone to a bar, gone to a club. One thing leads to another. Next thing you know, they're, they're drunk. And next thing you know, they're behind the wheel. The next thing you know, I'm sitting there holding C-spine, and they're saying, I know I shouldn't have been there, while the person's covered in a white sheet over in the corner. They went to the wrong place, they got drunk, they drove, and they killed somebody. I can't tell you how many wrecks I've worked, and that person's sobbing because they said, I knew I shouldn't have went. I knew I shouldn't have been there. I was at the wrong address. I was at the wrong place. The internet. I had to throw this one in there. The internet has been the downfall of many a good person. The internet has ruined marriages and has ruined relationships. I've heard men and women both say, if I'd only stayed away from that website, if I'd only stayed away from that chat room, I wouldn't have lost my family. Not just the spouse, but the entire family. If I'd just stayed away. When you live at the wrong address, you go to the wrong places. Be careful where you're going. Be careful about those places you're visiting. A lot of world out there right now. A lot of depression going on right now. A lot of people getting tired of staying at home, living in fear. So they're going to start going to these addresses just because they want to spot someone else. They won't spot the parents or the government or whatever it might be. Be careful about those addresses you go to. Number four, the wrong address, at the wrong address, you can't see what's important. Now, if you look at verse six again, it says, And shall not see when good cometh. And shall not see when good cometh. Living at the wrong address blinds us to what's really important in this life. We're, we're blinded by the world. Jesus plainly told us over here, um, over in Mark 8, there's nothing more important than our own soul. He said in Mark 8, 36, For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Pretty important stuff right there. People spend their whole lives trying to gain the world. They, they spend their whole lives trying to make money and impress people and buy things and have these nice shiny cars and, uh, and, and fancy houses and all this money and all this stuff. But what are they gaining? Nothing. Not a thing. People spend their whole lives trying to gain the world. And they complain about an hour of church each week. Just an hour. I believe God deserves a lot more time than just an hour but they still complain about it. There are people, you know these people, they're out there. Oh, you know them. Sometimes you just want to walk away from them. 
But they're out there and, and they can't find a single reason to say that they've been blessed by God. There's church members before or after church services. Not just here, everywhere. And all they want to do is complain and gripe. And they can't come up and say, God's blessed me this week. Lord's been good to me this week. Don't leave church on a sour note. Don't leave church airing out your laundry. Leave church feeling good. Leave church telling them how good he's been to you. But there are those people out there that refuse to talk about God's blessings. They just want to complain. They just can't see it. How do you not see it? I'm telling you, how do we go through a year like we did last year and not see God's blessings? God blessed us. I don't care what you say. He blessed us. I always have something negative to say about everything and everybody. If you live at the wrong address, you can't see what's important. And let me just tell you, you are absolutely missing a truckload of blessings. Don't be like that. Don't be that person. You need to see what's important. You need to see those blessings. Number five, at the wrong address, you'll never be satisfied ever. You will never be satisfied. Verse 6 tells us again, it says, But shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness. How thirsty is a parched place? A parched place, just think of the desert. It, it needs water. It wants water. It's parched. Have you guys, have you ever worked out in the sun? Like, I'm talking July, August, out in the hot sun, just ringing wet, doing whatever, and you get something to drink, you're so thirsty, and you get something to drink, and you drink it, and you want more. And so you drink more, and you want more. And so you get more, but you, you're, you're never quenched. You can't quench your thirst. Remember when I was in uh, Haiti, Lord, it's been 11 years now. When I was in Haiti, the temperature would range between 116 and 124, almost 100% humidity. It was, and y'all know me, I don't like heat. Give me this. I love this cold weather. It, this, this is me. I like this. But you put this old North Carolina boy in Haiti, and it's hot. I can't get enough to drink. I'm such a wimp. I had to work night shift. I couldn't handle day shift. It was, it was just too hot during the day. I worked night shift, and it was still blazing hot. And I got thinking about that this week. I couldn't get enough to drink. I couldn't get enough water. You know, if you drink a lot of water, you're supposed to eat bananas to replace that potassium that you're flushing out. Well, number one, I couldn't pee because I was dehydrated. I was, I was sweating it all out. And then that little, well, we would just refer to him as a little turd is what we called him. It's because he came through with, tried to sell us bananas, and we found out later they were plantains, and you can't eat them. <laughs> it was so mean. So we was trying to replace that potassium with bananas, and we was trying to eat old bitter plantains. Anyway... You're never going to be satisfied in this world. You're, you're always thirsty. If you've ever been exhausted and hot, you know what I'm talking about. You just can't get enough. You keep trying to drink more water, more Gatorade, more Powerade. You're just you're, you're throwing it back as hard as you can. You just can't get enough. Your sugar ever been low? When my sugar gets low, I want orange juice. And I can drink gallons of orange juice at a sitting. I just can't seem to get enough of it. That's the way we are. People who live at the wrong address never seem to be satisfied with their life. They're not satisfied with what's going on in this life. They've always got to do more to get more, to have more. They're never satisfied. 
trying to keep up with the Joneses. Never satisfied with what they got. It's never satisfied them to this point, and it never will. But what do they do? They keep trying. They keep trying. Now, here's some scripture I want you to hang on to. Isaiah 58, 11. Listen to what Isaiah says here. And the Lord shall guide thee continually and satisfy thy soul in drought. Huh, who'd have thought? And make, thy, make fat thy bones, and thou shalt be like a watered garden and like a spring of water whose waters fail not. Ain't that encouraging? He satisfies you. He does something the Snickers can't do for you. Abby. That's Abby's nickname, Softball Snickers, because she stays hangry all the time. Proverbs 19.23 says, The fear of the Lord tendeth to life, and he that hath it shall abide satisfied. He shall not be visited with evil. John 6, 35, And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. Paul said over here in Romans 15, 13, Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that ye may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. What's the name of that song? I'll be satisfied. Ain't there a song, I'll be satisfied? I'll be satisfied. I don't know that we'll ever be satisfied this side of heaven. I don't know that we'll ever be completely satisfied, but I know I'll be satisfied once I get there. I know that everything will be fulfilled once I'm in my new body. Once I have met Jesus face to face, once I have crossed over Jordan, and I am there at the pearly gates, I'm walking on streets of gold, I have rejoined my family, I'll be satisfied. But until then, I won't be. Until then, we'll just keep preaching. Until then, we'll just keep doing what he's called us to do. Until then, we'll keep trying to do the Great Commission. Until then, we're going to keep helping the poor. And we're going to keep helping our neighbors and keep loving our neighbors. Until then. But until then, I don't think a lot of people will be satisfied. So where's your address at? Last one. At the wrong address, you go through life feeling alone. Anybody ever felt alone before? That's a, that's a sad feeling. Verse 6 says, in a salt land and not inhabited. Let me tell you what the worst feeling in the world is. Some of y'all may have done it before. The worst feeling in the world is to go to a restaurant and sit at a table for one. Have you done it before? You walk in, how many in your party? Just one. Nobody else is going to join you? Nope, just me. And then you go and you sit down at the booth and everybody looks at you like, that poor soul, ain't got no friends. Ain't got no friends. I always, Tucker's, I, right before you could get carry out over there, I'd go to Tucker's and eat by myself. It's, it's lonely. It's sad. And you always wonder what people think about you. So I'd always go back there in that back corner towards the bathroom where nobody could see me and put my back to them. There are people who feel like they're lonely their entire lives. There are people in this world that feel like they're all alone. All the time. Every day. Every hour. They're, they're alone. People who live 
at the wrong address, though, are going to feel that way. If you live at the wrong address, you're going to feel lonely. You ain't got nobody yet. You ain't got Jesus. That's a lonely feeling. I don't miss anything about my life prior to salvation. I don't miss a thing. Now, and I've told you, I was 15 when I got saved. So I didn't live a rough life. Didn't have a license. Didn't, and my parents were calm. I'm, we was in church all the time. So I didn't live a rough life. Lived a good life, actually, before salvation. Better life after. But I don't miss anything prior to salvation. I don't miss that life. Because that's a lonely life when you ain't got Jesus. That's a lonely way to live when you don't have a friend that you can call on. When you don't have a helpmeet to call on. When you don't have the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. When you don't have a shepherd leading your life. That's a lonely feeling. So I don't miss that time. I don't miss that address. I'm glad that address changed. What was it they said about Billy Graham when he, when he died? That billboard is up everywhere. I ain't gone. I just changed addresses or moved addresses or something like that. It was a quote from Billy Graham before he, I mean, he put that in one of his books. He said, don't think of me as gone. Just think of me as changing my address or something like that. But he's right. He's, he's moved on. I know now that I have a Savior who's always with me, and I am more fulfilled spiritually than I've ever been. Way more fulfilled now than I've ever been. Because I'm not alone. Because of another one of those songs. What a friend we have in Jesus. Because I've got him. At the wrong address, you feel alone. There's a, a spiritual address that is the wrong address, the wrong place for Christians to be living. So where are you living this morning? Think about those six addresses we talked about, six places. Are you at any of those places? In your life, spiritually, are you residing at one of those addresses? In, in one of those six places, do you find yourself stopping there pretty often, swinging by? That's something that you've got to fix. This morning, God's willing to meet you where you're at. This morning, I, I've never closed the altar. I don't care what anybody says. This thing's always been open. We can lie saw it later. <laughs> Just don't bleach it. But is there something in your life that keeps drawing you away into the wrong address? God will meet you. God will meet you. God knows your address. God knows where you are. He'll come to you where you're at. Whether it's at the altar or at a pew, he'll still come to you. He'll give you direction. He'll work on you. But will you let him? Will you let him come to you? Every head bowed, every eye closed this morning. We're going we're gonna to pray. Maybe this morning something struck a nerve. Maybe this morning something, I, I hate to say stepped on your toes, but that's kind of what it was like, like that preacher said that feller come to him after church said lord preacher you, you stepped on my toes this morning he said i i'm sorry i was aiming at your heart that's what this message is intended to do is aim at your heart where's your address this morning father god this morning as uh we 
start to close this service out. God, if there'd be someone here this morning that's having a struggle with, with life, it may not be salvation. Maybe it's just uh, the things of this world, as we talked about. Maybe it's a location that it's not pleasing to you, but Lord, through sin and through the devil, they just keep getting drawn back into these wrong addresses. Lord, this morning, if, it, if it's convicting a heart to straighten their life up, Father, I pray that this morning you would come to them as they sit in that pew, or Lord, if they come up here, it don't matter. Lord, meet them. Meet them at that address, Lord, and help them make some changes in their lives, spiritual changes that may affect their emotional changes and, and their physical changes as well. And Lord, I pray that it would, it, it would move them away from an address that's not pleasing to you and move them into an address, Lord, that would be something that would put a smile on your face, Lord, and, and give them a boost of encouragement spiritually. And Lord, this morning as we start out this new year, there's going to be new things that are going to be before us. Lord, there's going to be things that are going to come out in this year, Lord, that uh, we've never experienced before in our lives. Just like 2020, we had some things pop up that we have never knew existed but we we've been able to fight it side by side with one another but you leading the way so 2021 is going to be another year first so lord i pray every one of us has our address right and lord we continue to follow you down that path of righteousness we follow you uh down that straight and there and lord this morning again if if there be someone that's in the sound of my voice today that does not know your son and the free pardon of sin Lord, I pray that today would be the day of salvation. Lord, I pray that they'd come and, and seek your face. Lord, I pray they'd seek that salvation. And the one whose name is above all names, Jesus Christ. Lord, thank you again for your many blessings. I'll listen in your son's name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, church, I appreciate everybody coming out today and uh, fighting the weather and the ice it wasn't bad our way at all the roads are clear and it's pretty safe right now just dodge dodge the cubans and floridians on the way home now i reckon all right anybody have anything on their heart this morning before we we go home boy it does I've missed this. <laughs> I'm going to get Jerry to build me one of these and just leave it in my office. <laughs> right, everybody stay healthy this week so we can come back this Sunday. This Sunday. Yeah. All right. Mom doing good? meanness his meanness okay and preachers anybody else all right Conley you dismiss us please Amen. All right, y'all see me tomorrow morning.
I guess for devotion. <laughs>